0: Hi and welcome to the Blab Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. I'm really actually quite excited for today's guest. I am that excited. I'm up um, at 2 o'clock this morning to interview this amazing woman at 2.30am because she's in the states in the u.s and um i'm obviously here in melbourne australia so i actually came across uh, britney on instagram a while back and she's an absolute rock star when it comes to sharing new thought patterns around food and body image and she has a great passion for working with mothers and i was so thrilled that she said yes to be um on the blad podcast Um, Brittany Woodward um, Woodard, sorry She's a dietitian um, and nutritionist Married and and a mum of two little girls She works with mums Looking to find body confidence and food freedom Using simple mindset changing skills Based in cognitive behavioural therapy And that's um, the reason why um, She's wanting to talk about postpartum bodies And she's wanting to normalise All types of bodies um, if you're interested she's just recently launched her e-course um, which started on august 1st and you can find her on instagram at bodypositive_mom. it's m-o-m so that's at body underscore M-O-M, m-o-m so i hope you enjoy today's bod- podcast um uh, yeah you'll love this um, conversation today thanks for listening All right. So first and foremost, Brittany, thank you so much for saying yes to being on the Bled podcast. It's such a treat to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I've listened to your podcast. I love your message. So this is, this is great.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I know you're quite passionate about um, postpartum bodies and body image and you do a bit of stuff around cognitive Cognitive talk—I say the word behavioral therapy and yeah. things like that. Um, yeah. So obviously that stemmed from somewhere. So would you like to tell us a little bit about um, your body image after having babies? Your story.
1: Yeah. So here's here's kind of where it all started. I I grew up with a mom who was very much into dieting, and I very much picked up on that message when I was a kid. You know that bigger bodies were not good and we should try to eat certain foods so that we don't get a bigger body. And those messages became very instilled in my mind uh, because my mom, again, was very much into diet culture and all of that. And so by the time that I hit that age where you're supposed to pick a major and go into something, I was pretty obsessed with weight and food and all of that. So it was like pretty natural that I gravitated towards becoming a dietitian yeah. because I wanted to like learn more about, well, how do you do this? And it's so funny because now the exact opposite thing happened. Grateful. <laughs> I'm very grateful that it did. I yeah. didn't keep going down that road. Yeah. So I ended up majoring um, in dietetics and became a registered dietitian nutritionist. And then, um, I got my first job out of school and I was working at a WIC clinic, which those are, um, I think they're only in the U S it's just, um, it's for women, it's for mothers who are pregnant, um, or have small children and you kind of give them like some nutrition counseling. And I think it, it's a great program. Um, but for me, it kind of was like, I was giving all that diet culture advice, like, well, the BMI is looking a little bit high or like, what are you eating? And should you exercise more? Yeah. Yeah. And so that part of it was not great. (laughs) And so I think at that point, I really just hit this standstill of, am I helping people? This doesn't feel really that great. And I ended up joining the United States Peace Corps, which is like a program that places you in a different country. And you stay there for two years, kind of using your expertise to help like a third world country. And so I ended up going to Nepal. And while I was there, um, I think that was the part where I was really like just interested in what women were doing and they were just so empowering and they were just doing such amazing things for living in a third world country where just, you know, everything for us in the U.S. and probably where you are too, it's just so much, you you know, you put your clothes in the washing machine and you just hit start and it's done. And (laughs) so (laughs) the women really just like doing things that I just couldn't even imagine doing um was really inspiring for me and then while I was there um I also became pregnant with my first child so I came back home to the U.S. and I had my first baby and then I think that's when it all just really started falling into place for doing what I'm doing now I um after I had my first child Um, I became very body conscious. Um, All those old messages of, you know, eat this and work out more and you need to look like this. Those were coming back really extremely loud. And (laughs) then... I ended up taking a job working with eating disorders and that was a huge light bulb moment for me too. just seeing how these messages that, you know, our bodies need to look a certain way and we need to eat certain foods, seeing how dangerous and harmful that they were to people who I, I was helping in this, um, this eating disorder treatment center. Yeah. I think that all of those things really got me to where I am now. And now I have two children I'm married and, um, I really preach against those messages and I've learned so much about how those things that we're told about how well you just need to be healthy and you need to be in this body to be healthy. That those are completely (laughs) garbage. That doesn't smaller body doesn't mean healthy. And so that's really led me to the passion that I'm at right now. Oh, I love your message so much. Um oh
0: that's amazing. So you worked with mums in yeah. um, prenatal care or post pre, pre I don't know how what how you guys call it <laughs> prenatal care yeah. I'm assuming both yeah, um, and yeah. so and that was even before you had your own children which I find quite yeah. interesting it kind of give you gave you an ah uh, yeah. Yeah, I know for myself, when I had specifically um, my last child, I've got four sons, and when I um, was pregnant with him, um, yeah, I, the BMI, it was such a, like, thing, and I remember one day, like, I walked in with a Diet Coke in my hand, because <laughs> I just was craving something fizzy and cold, um, as you get those yeah. when you're yeah. um, pregnant. And so, you know, I sat down next to the doctor at, the, at my appointment at the hospital, and I kind of felt like I was getting the the look up and down, and like look at what I was drinking, and you know, and then looking at the numbers, and you know, you got to be careful, and oh, yeah. you know, it just really made me feel felt feel like I had been body shamed, and I'd never felt like that in any of my yeah. pregnancies before. And I was kind of, yeah, and I actually wrote a letter to the hospital about that and about the whole situation and um, my next appointment, which was very apologetic and all that sort of thing. But I felt like that relationship had changed. Um, But anyway, yeah, so that's my little story about that as well. But so um, can you tell us a little bit about um, how mums can start to feel a uh, bit better about their bodies after having baby?
1: Yeah. I mean, first, I just want to say that your experience is uh, so, so many people have that experience and it's horrible because diet culture and diet culture messages are very much in the medical field. And I know from working in the medical field, you know, how, how that is and how that feels. And I I think it's horrible. And if if you're going to have a diet coke while you're pregnant, who, or even when you're not, who cares? Like if you're craving that, if you're craving that, like have it, what, what is going to happen to you? Like, that's the part that you don't understand. Like, what right. are you smoking a cigarette? Are you having a beer? <laughs> like, that's like, it. Who cares? You know, it's
0: one of those choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just,
0: I feel, that good that I feel like that kind of scenario. Like, and obviously, it's, I'm not the only one that that's happened to. It's happened to thousands of women right. during their pregnancies, right. regardless, really of their body size i feel like as well i feel like the pressure for mums is you know pretty much as soon as they've had their baby it's kind of like oh congratulations you've had your baby so um you know when are you going to lose the weight or when are you going to lose that baby weight yeah.
1: are you kidding like <laughs> give this mum a break would you it's it's or just you know, even when you're pregnant there are- you know, there's already these messages like, well, um, you're gaining this weight Well, you're pregnant. What are you going to do about it? Like, it's yes. another thing to like tap on. And absolutely. so I think getting back to your question of like, what can moms do about that? I think always the first step is just awareness. Because if you're not familiar with diet culture, and you're not familiar with, you know, knowing that these messages are absolutely not based in science, they're completely and totally shame. They're shaming in a way that they shouldn't be they're shaming for no reason. I think that that's the first step. It's just become aware of these messages and, and know that they're the diet companies and organizations and and people who sell this kind of stuff. This is a multi-billion dollar, like per year, uh, money generating machine. Absolutely. If they can keep pushing that message that, you know, you shouldn't creep up in that BMI or you shouldn't have a diet coke while you're pregnant, you know, those shame and guilty type feelings trigger us to buy these products and get really involved in this diet culture message. And Hey, that's very money generating for them. So like, if it's true or not, who cares? They're making money off of you. Exactly. And it's creating this
0: um, mindset of, there's something wrong with me when really yes. there was nothing wrong with you in the first place. Yes. And, yes. and that's more damaging, I think than anything, you know, those right. thought processes that start to happen. I know um, after I had my fourth child, I, he was probably about four weeks old and I was just feeling really unhappy. And like I was ha- probably having those feelings because was my fourth child i had three other children to care for as well and he was only four Mm -hmm. weeks old like we were still doing the juggle of working out how we all fitted into each other but in my mindset there was something wrong with me and i had to do something about me to fix me to make everything better and so yeah it's crazy and so you know i had a i had a cesarean with him and you know, he's four weeks old and I'm off trying to go out and do walks and, you know, things that I probably shouldn't have been doing straight after postpartum and all that sort of stuff. So it's just, it has a massive impact and, you know, the way our thought processes sort of um, happen, you know, even even when I had my first son. Yeah. I, um, but when I was pregnant with him, I and like you were talking about before, women thinking about, oh, how am I going to lose this baby weight while they're pregnant? I was having that thought process. I created a pram walking group before I'd even had him, so I'd had mums, so I'd have mums to go out and do pram walking with, <laughs> you know, once he was born, so that it had already that cycle of. Um, pregnancy weight loss had already started for me, I suppose, with my first son. It's, yeah, it's just, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think what it's just like, it's just like having a new baby, whether it's your first, whether it's your fourth or whatever, it's Mm. so overwhelming. And you're right. Like this, trying to figure out where everybody fits in. Plus just all the hormonal changes that we're going through. And then And then the message that there's something wrong with you because you don't look like a 20 year old beach model. Like, please, like, what are they like? It's just so incredibly harmful. And I've seen that happen with myself and I've seen it happen with so many other women. And I just, I just hate how, negatively it affects people and my heart just goes out for people who are going for women who are going through that and so that's where I just want to just be so loud and vocal about like these messages are not true you do not need to change your body to be worthy you already are worthy like so again that awareness just comes in of like I always even suggest like you can almost kind of make a game of it either by yourself or with a friend or your husband or whoever. And just anytime that you see a diet culture message. So like my big, like one is pistachios in the U S for whatever reason are using like these fit, Like model cuts to like like promote pistachios, and I'm like, gosh, if that's not diet culture, I don't know what is. Like, they're saying pistachios so you can look like this. Like, no matter how many pistachios, I'm not going to look like that. I'm sorry, (laughs) not be that way. So just like pointing it out and saying, like, oh, that's diet culture. I think it's such like a powerful way to take the power back from these messages that are trying to make us feel like crap. You know. I think one of the things I love
0: um, about you is the way that you bring the message across, um, especially on your social media profile that I've seen, because I've seen you through um, Instagram, and you're like, uh-huh. you know, you might be feeling like this, but this is the reality. It's, and it's really quite um, simplified in the message that you're getting across, but it's a simplified message that m- m- gives you an aha moment. Which is pretty powerful, what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's always what I'm going for, for sure. I mean, it's like even even earlier, like the words cognitive behavioral therapy. I mean, what like a mouthful and like sometimes you can hear that and be like, oh, I don't know what that is. I'm going to turn that (laughs) out. That is where I try to really like make it as simple and like straightforward as possible. Like this is what this is, you know, we can change it. Amazing.
0: So, um, going back to my question before, so how can we um, yeah. what sort of tips can we give to mums about how they can start to feel better about their bodies after they've had a baby?
1: yeah yeah so again like i've already been saying that awareness i think is everything that pointing out diet culture knowing what diet culture is too um you know diet culture is it's all these messages and images around us telling us that somehow our life would be better if we were thinner and eating a salad makes us a good moral ethical person and eating cake makes us this bad person i mean how ridiculous is it that our our morals are judged on how we fuel our body. And so diet culture thrives off of those negative feelings because if they can sell you another weight loss shake or book or whatever it is that they're selling, TV program, you know, they they thrive off of that guilt and shame about food. So be really aware, like look it up. I think um, there's this great dietitian that's so inspiring. Her name is Christy Harrison and she just wrote a book called Anti-Diet. And I think it is absolutely fabulous. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read it or if you heard about it at the book yeah, I was actually looking at it yeah. on um, audible the other day <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's wonderful and she has like um, a great definition of what diet culture is um, but it, again, I think it's that awareness that's really the first step and then I think it's really looking at what do you personally believe about food and weight that you've learned from diet culture yeah. so I really learned a lot about food and weight just from my own mom and watching, you know, what she was eating. And I think, you know, the eighties and nineties were like, definitely those decades where they were like, fat is bad and like slim fast and like all of those things. <laughs> so I think like that, like really crept in for me, but then over time it changes, you know, because now they're like, oh, fat's not bad. Um, the carbs are bad. So like, don't eat those. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, what do you believe about food and weight that, you know, came from these messages and images. So just being really real with yourself and thinking about what do I believe about these things? And then I want you to challenge them. Like, question it, question it with all sorts of different questions. Where did I hear this? Who told me this? Is this an accurate source? Were they selling me something? Did I spend a lot of time and money in the belief, like in thinking that this was true, like really go through and break it down. And it's not like, Doing that one time is probably going to give you some aha moments, but it takes some practice of just really yeah. surrounding yeah. yourself with people and with sources of information that yeah. are not diet culture messages. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been
0: intuitive eating myself yes. for about 12 months now, which is over 12 months. Um, yeah. But, like culture thoughts do creep back in. And that I noticed them straight away. As soon as they creep in, I'm like, I know what you are. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just a matter of um, using those tools that you've learned along the way to, you know, process mm-hmm. through that. Um, but, yeah, it's an ongoing learning or relearning, um, yeah. you know, how to eat basically and not having shame or guilt around any foods because food isn't either good or bad so um yeah yeah I think it's yes
1: yeah I mean I think you're you're totally right that like it's not like once you get on I mean look at me like I like preach this stuff this is like what I do and trust me I still have those days where I'm like oh not loving this Yeah, and I think when you are having those days, it's good to just sort of stop and recognize the feeling. And sometimes it's even like, what else is going on in my life that makes me think yeah. that like less or like trying to shrink my body is going to make me happier. Is there something else happening? Usually there is. I mean, with, with COVID going on, oh my gosh, I mean, there always is. Like, I just think everybody's struggling right now. but That's right. I, yeah. And it's funny that you say,
0: what else is going on, you know, in my life right now? Why am I projecting that onto my body image. And, you know, people sort of don't realise that when things aren't 100% or when they're not 100% happy with what's going on in their lives, they project that onto their, their body image. And yes. so then they start, start to think there's actually something wrong with them and that they need to fix their bodies rather mm-hmm. than what's actually happening around them or, you know, the situation that they're sort of in right. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, it's it's just such a diet culture message that we've been programmed, like, from such a young age. Mm-hmm. Like, they've told us over and over and over again that somehow, if we were skinny, our lives would be better. Even just, like, cartoon characters, there's always, like, the chubbier, fat one who's, yeah. like, not doing well. Or, yeah. like, the sidekick who's, like, dumb or, you know, just yeah. something horrible. Yeah. And so it's like at a young age, like we're just showing these things. And so, yeah, when something's not going well in our lives, it is pretty easy to kind of go to, well, I bet you if I did this, if I tried to shrink my body, then I would be happy. When it really is not going to make you happy. No. It's no. not. It's the answer.
0: Definitely not. Absolutely. Really? Um, okay. So what are some of the things that um, – mums can sort of do to help their children with their body image i know personally for me i have my oldest son who will be 11 in october he um has he's quite a large boy and um mm-hmm. i try and, because i still sometimes refer back to that diet culture um way of thinking it's hard for me to sometimes to kind of guide him if that makes sense. Like I don't push diet culture onto mm-hmm. him and I always say, oh, you know, just be mindful of, you know, what you're eating. You probably don't need to eat six sweet bits, which is like breakfast here. Um and you know, things like okay. that. i'm um, just trying to make him aware of, you know, making, you know, I don't know, good I'm using that word good food choices yeah. rather than the sugary food choices what he Mm. goes for all the time. He always wants the junk food rather than the, you know, the, you know, the healthier options is what I'm trying to say. And I'm trying not to put the descriptive words is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're, first of all, you're right. in that, the food language is really hard, and so we we do go to those, even though like I could tell that you don't want to say healthy, good food like but the language is really hard because this yeah. is the language that we've used around food, so i I totally get that yeah. i mean I think first of all it's it, it's so hard as as moms because we don't want to see our kids go through that societal scorn that's there from having a bigger body. It's horrible. We never want to see our kids suffering. We can't save them from every situation. So it feels like, I think it's natural to feel like, okay, I got to like help. I got to do something. But I think the real things that you can do that are helpful is just continue to push that message that your body isn't wrong. Like, if, if somebody is gonna tease or make fun, like they are the ones who are wrong. Yes. Their opinions yes. are very much based in diet culture, yes. and so and when somebody judges or says something like that or thinks something about somebody in a bigger body, it's because it's them. It's not you. It's not you. It is them. And I still get that that's hard, and I, <laughs> I just think it's so important just to keep pushing everybody's got different bodies and that's okay there's nothing wrong with it even though outside of the home it's you know kind of impossible to like spare them from that but I think that is so important (laughs) To, to just keep pushing those messages that there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with your body there's something wrong with them yeah you know
0: absolutely um awesome so Um, I asked this for all of my guests, what sort of, what book or, um, movie would you recommend for our listeners to, um, have a look at? I know you mentioned, um, um, the, yeah, that one, (laughs) um, was there anything else that you'd like to recommend or is that the one you would probably suggest for our listeners to jump on?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that one's great because it's so new. And so like everything that's in it is very, very up to date. There's just so much science to back it to. So she's not in the book. She's not just giving, you know, these really positive messages that are great. She's backing it up. Like everything that she says, she's backing it up with science. So that's why I think that that book is so wonderful. But if for anybody who's read that book and looking for more, I think Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribble and Elise Retch is a really good one. I think health at every size by Linda Bacon is really great. Yeah. um There's another one, Body, Love, and Kindness by Rebecca. can't think of it, <laughs> uh, but that I one's a really good one too. in the come <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but definitely I think diet culture or uh, the uh, anti-diet one is so great because she does such a good job talking about what diet culture is and it can just so much better help you have that awareness to what it is and how to call it out, like I said. Yeah, amazing.
0: Um, all right, so what is your number one tip? Just one tip um, that you would give mothers out there that are struggling with body image today.
1: I think that wearing clothes that fit Yeah, it's like everything (laughs) if you're trying to fit into a certain size or you're wearing clothes that are like digging in or too tight or you know this or that man that body image struggle is so much harder so like while you're working on all of this and like learning it just be really kind to yourself and like just just wear clothes that fit as best you can (laughs) absolutely I feel like um you know, like I've been
0: wearing clothes that fit recently. I was always prone to wear the clothes that didn't quite fit because, you know, it would remind me to, you know, lose weight or something like that. But I've totally yeah. said that now because I know that's totally part of diet culture. And yeah. I now make, I wear clothes that fit and with, and like I range in various tag sizes as well and I don't even look at the tag sizes anymore if if, if I feel like I look good in it I'm happy with it
1: <laughs> yes yes I mean there's just so much uh, that you can say about when you're wearing something that fits and that you feel good in your whole mood you, you're kinder to your kids you're kinder to like everybody around <laughs> you right. if you, that, you know? so. absolutely that's awesome all right, well,
0: that's, um, that's pretty much it from us. Was there anything else you'd like to add, Brittany?
1: Uh, no, I mean, again, I'm so grateful that you had me on here. I think your podcast is wonderful, helping so many moms everywhere. And I don't know if you're going to uh, list my Instagram handle anywhere, but if anybody wants to follow me, I'm at bodypositive underscore mom on Instagram. Yeah, amazing. I'll um, post it into the,
0: um, the podcast. In the description, awesome. yeah, <laughs> I'll add it in there.
1: Yeah, that sounds great,
0: <laughs> but you're amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brittany, for being part of the blood podcast today. Um, just yeah, it was amazing. It was worth getting up at 2 30 a.m. to have a chat with I'm you. So
1: <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> All right, thanks so much, right. Brittany. Bye. Bye.
0: You have been listening to the blab podcast please head to samararomanis.com follow the facebook page body love after birthing babes and follow us on instagram as well which is also at body love after birthing babes have a wonderful
1: day and keep on smiling